Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Vet Story. I'm your host, Navy veteran Phil Briggs. Now, as a journalist, I've covered PTSD a lot. And over the last few years... I've met some incredible guests that have taught me a lot about what it's like to live with PTSD, what it means to have PTSD, what causes PTSD, and what we can do about it. One of the most powerful facts I've taken away from covering this over the last few years is that it's not exclusive to the military veteran community. But the examples of some of the therapies being done for the veteran community right now can teach the whole world. And then they overcome. And I believe that complementary therapies are, are, are the better path. We start with a journalist who has been a military spouse and a documentary filmmaker. While making the documentary film The Journey Back to Normal, a look at complementary therapies to combat PTSD, she saw firsthand how vets with PTSD are being healed. She is Nicole Emilio Casper. And she's joining us on Vet Story right now to tell us all about it. Nicole, welcome. Thank you, yeah, for having me on the show. I, um, you know, spending over 20 years, uh, you know, in the military community and having many friends and um, even, you know, some family members who experienced, you know, symptoms of PTSD and, um, you know, had some friends who also got divorced because, a lot of doctors just distributed medication and it really ended up destroying, you know, relationships and really not uncovering what was really, you know, the source of, you know, certain problems dealing with PTSD and it kind of masked all the symptoms. And I just, you know, I really felt compelled to kind of do, you know, kind of set out to on, on my own journey to figure out ways to, um, help veterans and their families heal. So when we're at Fort Leavenworth, uh, Kansas, in the middle of the country, I'm a New Yorker, so it was pretty much of a culture shock for me. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was it was just part of my mission when I was, um, you know, start, starting, you know, to make new friends and, and exploring, you know, job opportunities and kind of, you know, wrapping up, you know, our, our, I guess, my husband's military career. I was like, this is the project I want to do while I'm here. And, um, you know, kind of just went out and, and networked like I've always done and um, specifically networked with a, a veteran organization in Kansas City. And literally, maybe two weeks later, I was connected with uh, these amazing nonprofits um, in the Kansas City metro area. And they were on board after meeting with them and, and telling them my vision. They were completely on board. They were so excited. Um, I ended up filming at three nonprofit organizations. Um, one was Camp Valor Outdoors. One was Horses and Heroes. 
and one was Warrior's Best Friend. And through that experience, filming at these organizations, um, interviewing the nonprofit directors and veterans and family members who participated in the programs, you know, I was completely sold and um, also interviewed a, a professor who was knee deep in research um, that really substantiated what these organizations were doing um, through her research with equine therapy mm. and canine therapy, specifically with veterans with o- from OIF and OEF. She first told me about the amazing things going on at Camp Valor. So Camp Valor Outdoors has a plethora of um, programs specifically to involve veterans and their families and even active duty military um, in outdoor recreation therapy. And they don't really emphasize so much the therapy aspect. It's really creating that, that community, um, you know, within, you know, these amazing, amazing, um, you know, outdoor recreation events. So, whether it's fishing, um, hunting, um, archery events, um, family events, and then specifically shooting competition events, um, really just does wonders for, um, you know, the, the veteran and their family. Um, it completely transforms, um, you know, their mindset, and it really helps them in really every aspect, psychologically, um, even spiritually, um, physiologically, you know, it really just changes their, their brain chemistry. And again, you know, in the film, <clears throat> um, you know, it's Professor Rebecca Johnson, she dives more into that. So I, I did see, you know, I saw some of the transformations and it was pretty amazing. So Campbell Outdoors, you know, they do amazing things. And now, years later, several years later, since I filmed, they're in 18 states. So it's just not in the Midwest. It's not oh, near wow. Fort Leavenworth. There in Virginia, I filmed a short um, film for the Virginia chapter about three hours south of me in New Jersey, right outside of D.C. And they, mm-hmm. they're always going on shooting competitions and they're always inviting veterans, um, you know, whether you're in Virginia or, you know, you're in Philadelphia. This, anyone can come and it's funded. Veterans can go for free. They really do amazing, amazing things for veterans. We then talked about another amazing PTSD therapy known as equine therapy or therapy with horses. Um, yeah, so Horses and Heroes um, out in, in Kansas, they, they offer EGALA equine therapy to veterans and first responders. And this um, involves developing a relationship with a horse. I know that sounds a little bizarre, but you're not riding a horse per se, but you are starting to, you know, you're connecting with that, with a horse who may or may not choose you. Um, And the, the therapy horses are actually rescue horses. So they were also in kind of abusive situations, which was sad. So, but their philosophy is, that the horse is actually healing as the veteran is healing. So they are forming these trust bonds, if you will, with the veteran. So it really helps, I guess, you know, kind of help the veteran, again, just focus and have that, have a, have them in a this serene environment where you're just really just interacting with horses yeah. and it could be multiple horses. It's called psycho assisted equine therapy. Hmm. 
Psycho-assisted. So that means that there's like a psychological professional there kind of helping guide you as you have multiple experiences with the same horse? Yes, yes. So sometimes there's one, sometimes there's two, and then there's equine um, specialists there as well, monitoring the horses to make sure that it's a safe environment as well. So yes, you have licensed psychotherapists there. And it's basically um, an outdoor therapy clinic, but they utilize horses to heal. Now, I'm always curious about this when I hear about alternative therapies, and I wanted to know what exactly she witnessed. I mean, what did it look like? How did it how did it really make a breakthrough difference? I mean, therapy is not easy to get comfortable with at all, especially when it involves a shrink and a couch. But what does it look like? What does effective therapy look like with a horse? Yes, this one veteran, you know, uh, you know, came one day to, you know, the horse stable and he had no idea what was going to transpire. And he it was just amazing um, what he did was. He created this this maze in the indoor stable, and um, and he was going through just the maze, you know. And he was he was envisioning going through the trenches, all the, just out of the blue, and the horses were basically following him and protecting him through the trenches as he was envisioning. Um, you know, setting off the grenade, making sure that the path was safe, and then continuing on to the trenches um, to, you know, basically make sure the, you know, the enemy wasn't there. And then if the enemy was there, they would obviously kill the enemy. But he said that it was so cathartic because he was like, wow. And then that following week, he did not have to take any of his medication. So he was on, yeah, he was on anti-anxiety medication. He's like, the horses just almost like freed his, his mind basically because he felt so, um, you know, safe and he didn't feel stressed. Um, he didn't feel on guard and that was another development as well. Just, you know, developing those, um, relationships with the horses, um, just in a serene environment. He was just so, yeah, he was so at peace. That is so cool. I've heard about other therapies where they have people address their fears or have people address the things that have bothered them. They're, personal traumas but when they relive it in a therapeutic or in a therapy session sometimes it's it's just them and a therapist and it can feel awkward i can imagine being completely comforted and feeling so cool about reliving this traumatic memory but knowing you got a thousand pound horse got your back you know he's you know they're walking they're 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 walking with you as you relive it in your mind and that is just the way you can teach your brain to relive those memories without the fight or flight response and having that force there for security just that's amazing now in the documentary the journey back to normal she also discovered another therapy for ptsd that many of us see in action every single day so this is warrior's best friend and this is um in the kansas city area as well and i know they do have a lot of organizations across the country um um, that offer canine therapy. And, you know, it, a lot of um, veterans attest to the fact that a service dog has transformed their lives. I mean, even after I filmed this documentary, I've run into so many uh, veterans and talked to so many and say, yes, it's just, it's completely transforming. Um, you know, before having a service dog or even a, a therapy dog, they couldn't go many places and um it really helps them ease back into you know civilian life and um you know going from that combat zone to civilian life it's 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 really a challenge sometimes for people who 
really were, you know, in a combat zone for several years. I recently met somebody in Philadelphia who um, underwent um, prolonged exposure therapy, and he said that he did not want to relive it. It was it was something that you know the VA hospital really, um, really, really pushed, and he didn't want to do it. And then he said after several months, it actually did work. But I think if they had introduced one of these complementary therapies, it might have been less painful and less traumatic because he had nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. And this was somebody who saw 17 of his men die in front of him. Mm. Now, the stigma with PTSD really, I would, I would, I really hope that it's erased someday because these guys and men and women that come back, they're warriors. They are taught to compartmentalize their trauma, but they also have emotions. Brain, the brain is not um, built to process that kind of trauma. So if we can just embrace this and the reality that, yes, they're going to have some issues is that, you know, they're not weak if they admit they have PTSD um, and then they overcome. And I believe, in my opinion, I'm not a medical professional, that complimentary, right, right. that very complimentary therapies are, are, are the better path. You can find more information about these wonderful alternative therapies and the film, The Journey Back to Normal, a look at complementary therapies to combat PTSD by going to the website, thejourneybacktonormal.com. Now for the final few moments of this podcast, I wanna leave you with the sounds of an interview that made a profound impact on me and has literally changed how I kinda see the world. It started when I first interviewed former Army Captain Joshua Mons. Started for me on the streets of Baghdad uh, back in 2007. And at that point, we're engaged by that enemy sniper in a complex ambush. It was myself and uh, Staff Sergeant Marlon Harper. A, a bullet actually passed through him, uh, severed his aorta and then ricocheted into my upper right thigh and severed my femoral artery. Uh, but when that feeling hit my chest, I, I, I consciously knew that that was it. I took my last breath, uh, said my last thought, and died. That's right. While on deployment in Iraq, Army Captain Joshua Mons was shot and died. And for 15 minutes, he was flatlined. But miraculously, he came back from the dead and was literally given a second life. And over the next decade, Mons embarked on a journey to learn about his physical and emotional trauma. More than just the wounds of war, Mons confronted the darkest issues. Guilt and shame, depression, chronic illness, and other conditions beyond his control. And as he drew on his own experiences, he also learned from experts, eventually documenting it all in the book The Beauty of a Darker Soul, overcoming trauma through the power of human connection. You know, I, I was um, one of the most difficult parts of carrying this, this kind of profound near-death experience story is that it, it became a distraction from the deeper issues that were involved. And as, as we talked about earlier, you know, with the exception of losing Marlon Harper, of course, uh, that near-death experience is actually quite a positive thing in, in many different ways. One of the more positive experiences of my life. You know, but 
because I didn't really have anything else to point to, right? right. Because I wasn't looking at the situation in depth, that became sort of the shield that I was hiding behind. And when it, when it comes to trauma, you know, it, it was things that you and I experienced throughout life on a regular basis. You know, it was my father dying when I was seven years old. It was the totality of the deployment to Baghdad. It was the powerlessness of living with an incurable immune disorder, Crohn's disease. Uh, it was abandonment in relationships. It was divorce. It was financial distress. Right? And, and, you know, bottom line here is what is, what is psychological trauma? And the way I define it is it is a situation or event in our lives that fundamentally disrupts the way we believe the world should work. And, and when our perception of the world gets flipped upside down, it can really begin to compromise who we think we are as human beings. And, and that, right, that is the journey to transformation, is being able to uh, journey within ourselves to uncover the truth and then fight our way back out stronger and wiser. Wow. Outstanding. And as you say that, I'm thinking in my own mind of all the dents and dings that, you know, that I've incurred over the years and that everyone has, you know, there was uh, tough relationships, death of loved ones, uh, dealing with uh, sickness or disease as it may have affected ourselves or someone close that we love. Um, yeah. We're all a little banged up. I mean, the earth doesn't right. <laughs> leave you without some uh, dents and dings. And then you'd mentioned here in this next one uh, that healing is a journey and it's not a fixed point in time. So now that we've identified or that you can identify kind of some of the root causes of what may be your personal traumas, um, that there's a trip to go on now. All of us are on a journey. You know, the, the, pro probably the most profound mistake that I made in the past is thinking that I had this whole thing beat, you know? And, and as I say again, you know, guilt and shame are some of the most complex and damaging emotions out there. And I, I really describe them as being like a form of cancer. You know, I'd, at the beginning, you know, guilt kind of infects the deepest corners of our soul, but we're at stage one and we don't even know how it's impacting us or don't even really know it's there. Yet before long, we're at stage four and we're in crisis. You know, and, and, and as we move through life and, 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 and try to suppress our prior experiences without resolving them, it's almost like we're trying to build a house on a cracked foundation. You know, if we, if we keep trying to push forward and if we keep building the house and if we keep ignoring the crack, we never really know what type of situation or event is going to cause it to collapse at some point. Hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, I've, I, I actually get the question quite frequently you know, at what point did you realize that you were through this, that, that you overcame this, right? And, and the best way that I can answer that question is, is almost to not answer it. <laughs> you know, it, but, but because the, the, the most important thing I've acquired is, is, is almost the sense of surrender again. The surrender that I experienced at the point of death. It took almost 10 years to come full circle to this and to be able to do the same thing consciously, right? Uh, understanding that healing is a journey. It's never a fixed point in time. Transformation is a journey. It's never a fixed point in time. Yeah, I, I once had a pastor tell me similarly that surrender, as in surrender to the Lord, would be to let go of the wheel. You're still in the car, but you're not trying to drive, man. You're not trying to steer it. You're just letting go. Right. And it's so liberating when you can do that 
and realize that, you know, it's not a fixed point in time. It's not a graduation. It's not, you know, do this and this and this for 60 days and done. Now Mons travels the world through his company he founded called Darker Souls to motivate everyone from small companies to major corporations, from anyone who's ever had a trauma or a drama that they feel they cannot get past. The words of Josh Montz are like, are like medicine for your brain. Now I want to thank my guests today, Nicole Emilio Casper and her film, The Journey Back to Normal. A look at complimentary therapies to combat PTSD. And I want to thank former RB captain Josh Montz. The book is The Beauty of a Darker Soul, Overcoming Trauma Through the Power of Human Connection. And if I've learned anything about PTSD, it's that those two words are how we get over every trauma, drama, or stress in our life. Through the power of the human connection. If you know anyone dealing with it, please refer them to any number of PTSD services you can find online. But more than anything, make sure they feel the power of your human connection. I'll talk to you again on the next episode of Vet Story.